This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Tiffany Haddish and Common call it quits. Lindsay Lohan is heading down the aisle and more celebrity relationship news. Plus, remembering designer Virgil Abloh and what to expect in the trial against Jeffrey Epstein associate Ghislaine Maxwell. It's November 29th. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to People Every Day. It is Monday, and it's me, Janine Rubenstein, in your ear after that long holiday weekend. I hope it was wonderful for you. I personally can't complain. And I want to quickly jump into a few headlines out of the weekend, starting with Mr. Matthew McConaughey. He shared with fans that he's not lining up to become a politician anytime soon. After the idea of him possibly running for Texas governor came up during an appearance he had on Jimmy Fallon earlier this year, the 52-year-old Oscar winner has decided to set the record straight. He posted a video on Twitter that said, quote, as a simple kid born in the little town of Uvalde, Texas, it never occurred to me that I would one day be considered for political leadership. It's a humbling and inspiring path to ponder. It's also a path that I'm choosing not to take at this moment. What am I going to do? I'm going to continue to work and invest the bounty I have by supporting entrepreneurs, businesses, and foundations that I believe are leaders. Well, all right, all right, all right. Moving on to some scary news surrounding Singer and my hashtag body goals icon, Tiana Taylor. Over the weekend, the 30-year-old singer and wife of NBA star Iman Shumpert shared a picture on Instagram of herself lying in a hospital bed, revealing that her body, quote, shut down ahead of a stop on her The Last Rose Petal farewell tour. After a last-minute cancellation of her Connecticut tour stop, she explained to fans, my team and I tried everything to the very last second to get me out on that stage. But my body simply just gave out, which actually started a few days ago. So this news comes on the heels of her hubby leaving it all on the dance floor on Dancing with the Stars, which he won. So that family is due for some R&R and relaxation. Uh, Let's talk relationships now. Sadly, One that I love has reportedly come to an end. My girl Tiffany Haddish and Common are no longer a thing. A source tells people that after more than a year together, the two have gone their separate ways. If you recall, they met on set back in 2019 and then went on a virtual Bumble date during the pandemic and sparks flew. When I talked to Common recently, he shared how much the relationship has helped him evolve as a partner. And Tiffany was definitely smitten but seems like their crazy work schedules might be at fault here. He recently dropped a new album, and she's currently filming Disney's Haunted Mansion in Atlanta. And the source tells People they are never in the same city together, and both of them are just too busy for a serious relationship. Alas, I hope they're both in a good place with it. 
Elsewhere in Hollywood, though, wedding bells will soon be ringing for a couple of stars. Lindsay Lohan announced that she is engaged to boyfriend of two years, Bader Shamus. He is the assistant vice president of Credit Suisse in Dubai, where the Mean Girls alum has lived for the past seven years. And in her announcement, she called him, quote, my love, my life, my family, my future. Fans are so happy for her, and many are discussing how all the early 2000s queens are thriving in life and love again. Britney's free and engaged. Uh, Paris just tied the knot in spectacular fashion. And now Lindsay's getting her happily ever after. And now one more star who revealed they're heading down the aisle soon. Fitness guru Jillian Michaels announced her engagement to Deshauna Marie Minuto, who she's been dating since 2018. Michaels shared the news with People exclusively and gushed about her fiancé, saying, quote, Deshauna is all the things. Beautiful, smart, funny, creative, quirky, passionate. I could run down the list of adjectives. <laughs> and she did. So happy for all those folks. All right. Now switching gears to a sad story that's been making headlines since yesterday. Designer Virgil Abloh has died. He was only 41, so young. His family shared that he's been battling a rare, aggressive form of cancer for two years called cardiac angiosarcoma. Virgil was known for his work as the artistic director of Louis Vuitton's menswear collection, and he served as the chief executive officer of the off-white label, a luxury brand that he started. So many Celebrities are paying tribute to him, from fellow designer Mark Jacobs to American poet Amanda Gorman to musician John Mayer to pop royalty Victoria Beckham, all the way to rapper Kanye West, who he's very close with. So Virgil's reach was far and wide, and his work has clearly inspired so many. That's why I've asked People's Deputy West Coast Editor Jason Sheeler to join me to dig deeper into his life and legacy. Hi, Jason. Hi. It is indeed a, a sad day. Yeah. Well, we found out yesterday from the post his family made to his Instagram account. So just walk me through what they said about his battle with cancer. We found out, you know, through through Instagram, right? Which is perhaps poignant because that's how you know that's how Virgil, you know, oftentimes commi- you know communicated with his fans. He said everything he's, he created was for the seventeen year old version of himself. Mm. So his family, his family posted the announcement to to, um, to Instagram, and they they wanted to to let his fans know that. He was a they're a fiercely devoted father, husband, son, brother, and friend. So I think that what's what's most you know important to here to to think about is that this person you know was at the head of a a very famous you know French luxury goods house, Louis Vuitton, and he had his own line of of clothing also called Off White. But what more than anything, like he did not want to be he didn't be thought of as a designer. He wanted to be thought of you know as as an artistic director, which I think is an important connotation that he wasn't just creating clothes; he was creating art. Absolutely. And just the thought of him kind of going through all of this when he had so much happening, you know, uh, he was apparently diagnosed in 2019, right? Yes. And I think that, you know, in, in terms of in the fashion community, which, you know, is is certainly a rarefied world, but he was so, so revered. But also, I think there was there was like there were I guess I don't want to make it too gossipy. There were whispers or there was there was like, you know, curiosity. You know, he had kind of, you know, come in and out of the scene a couple of times and there was there was wonder as as to what was going on. Mm. But I think it's a um it's a testament to his talent and respect for Virgil that, you know, the world has really today paid homage to him and, and his talent. Because look, it's like it's it's again, it's not to overstate things. He really changed fashion in many ways. You know, yeah. to start with, there are not many, you know, black people at the head of of fashion, um, fashion houses. There are not many black executives 
in the um, in the higher echelons of of luxury fashion. And so he broke a lot of barriers, not only with with who he is, but with what he created. Yeah. So so tell me about him as a designer, and also just who was he as a person? If you can, for for those who don't. No. Well, that's that's the whole thing about Virgil Abloh, right? You you may not recognize the name, you may not even recognize his face, but when I tell you like what he created, you're going to start to understand, right? Like think about what Serena Williams wears at the U.S. Open, right? Mm-hmm. There'll be like you know words words on her on her um on her clothing that are in quotation marks. That's Virgil Abloh, right? And so like just like that tiny thing, like his relationship with 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 sneakers, his relationship with high fashion, you're going to recognize what he gave to the world because this guy he did not even study fashion. He studied civil engineering. He received a master's degree in architecture, um, but his mom was a seamstress. And so that's where he began to learn a bit about fashion. And look, this is someone who first started working with Kanye West on his Donda project, his creative director. And so then he was able to turn that that talent and that those creations into um, what became known as Off-White. And Off-White was originally just like a, an art project, right? Like it was this like kind of this creative journey and he would use his quotation marks and the quotation marks were all about a little sense of appropriation, right? Like he would like not copy things, but he would appropriate things and make them his own. And look, you can call it streetwear. He did not like to call it streetwear at all. But what he did in that, you know, in the very millennial spirit, right, of inclusivity, um, he really began to take from the street and make it into high fashion in a way that that many people had tried to do before. And so then cut to the biggest you know fashion brand in in all of France, Louis Vuitton, came calling, and um and he was installed as um, head of menswear in 2018. Oh, he just will be sorely missed. My heart goes out to his family and friends right now. Definitely gone too soon. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad we got a chance to to pay homage to Virgil because that's, that is a huge loss for um, for all of us. Next up, crime editor Elaine Aradias tells us what we need to know about Jeffrey Epstein associate Ghislaine Maxwell and her federal trial that kicks off today. Stay tuned. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. I am back now with Elaine Aradias from People's Crime Team to dig into a story you'll hear a lot more about in the coming weeks. Ghislaine Maxwell's trial began today in federal court in New York City. Maxwell, who was a close friend and former girlfriend of the infamous convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, 
is accused of recruiting and grooming underage girls, some as young as 14, for Epstein to sexually exploit and abuse. According to police and medical examiners, he committed suicide in prison back in 2019, and many see her trial as the only real opportunity to get justice for his victims. If convicted, Maxwell could spend the rest of her life in prison. For listeners who haven't heard much about this case, Elaine, who is Ghislaine and and how do how did we get here? Ghislaine Maxwell is the daughter of a British socialite. His name was Robert Maxwell and he ran this powerful media empire. He had his own downfall and was found murdered. She decided to restart her life and came to New York and that's where she met Jeffrey Epstein. They became boyfriend and girlfriend, but that was short-lived. I've heard from a lot of people that they really sort of had this brother-sister relationship by the end, you know, but since then, she has been named in several lawsuits, a lot of civil suits, and now in a criminal lawsuit in federal court. Yeah, and and I first got to know her name and and all of this through the the Netflix documentary about Epstein. And she is just so heavily implicated in everything that happened with him. Um, She's pleaded not guilty, though, to a number of trafficking-related counts, including sex trafficking of a minor. So what have prosecutors said about this case, and what do they accuse her of doing? Prosecutors have accused her of soliciting minors, and she has a charge of trafficking. From the people that I've spoken with who are victims of Jeffrey Epstein, they look at Ghislaine as almost worse than Jeffrey. She went out, she looked for them, she groomed them, promised them the world, and they fell for it. And so prosecutors are going to show that Ghislaine was really the mastermind of this entire scheme. Mm. And so, I mean, I guess when you think about it, having, you know, a woman, I guess an older woman, um, kind of, you know, being your first introduction to that world or to him could have some sort of effect, right? If you're a young girl, I'm trying to think of what you said about them seeing her as almost worse than him because of the role that she played. This is actually very common in sex trafficking. It is typical a woman approaches the girls and brings them inside. And so for Virginia Jufre, when Ghislaine first met her, Virginia was working at Mar-a-Lago. She was 16 years old, and she had dreams of becoming a masseuse. And so Ghislaine picked up on that and asked her if she wanted to be a traveling masseuse for a billionaire. Um, With Sarah, she actually met a girl her age who said, you know, you should meet this philanthropist. He helps make dreams come true. And at that time, Sarah was in New York hoping to get into FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology here in New York City. And so 
What was interesting about that is that she met Jeffrey first, but when she met Ghislaine, Jeffrey told her, never cross her and always do what she says. Yeah. And then I also, you know, am seeing that they plan on pointing to her black book, you know, of powerful contacts, um, you know, that is compelling evidence, just, you know, world leaders and politicians and, you know, people we know and cover all the time were in that black book, allegedly. So what argument can we expect from her lawyers? Her attorneys do not want her to be tried for Jeffrey's crimes. And that is going to be something that you're going to hear over and over. They're really trying to distance Ghislaine from Jeffrey. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how Ghislaine's attorneys argue her defense. That was Elaine Aradias from People's Crime Team discussing the sex trafficking trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. For more on this story, head over to People.com and pick up this week's issue with more of Elaine's interviews inside. And now, something to make you smile. We can always count on Mariah Carey to put us in the holiday spirit, right? And this time, she's starting off with Hanukkah. To celebrate the first night of the Jewish festival, Mimi made it a family affair by teaching her 10-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, a new song. Listen. Hanukkah is coming, Hanukkah is coming, that's the time we have the happiest days. The Grammy-winning mama said she learned the song in grade school, but by Dembebe's reaction, she isn't sure if they got it. (laughs) I love how inclusive Mimi is this holiday season and how cool must it be to have the Mariah Carey as your personal vocal coach. If they don't realize it, they will in a few years. All right, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 